Hello and welcome to My Soul Delights podcast. In My Soul Delights, we explore the beauty of our Christian faith and the way in which God's love reaches out to each one of us in a deep and personal way to restore our hearts and to renew this world. In this episode of My Soul Delights, I would like to share with you some thoughts on Rome, particularly some of the architectural beauty, the frescoes, the paintings, and just the the sheer extent of the beauty, especially just the many hands that went in to create so much of what we can appreciate and admire today, the genius, the commitment um, that was dedicated to such structures and just how most of this really helps to draw us upwards out of ourselves. It draws our gaze upwards, um, both spiritually and physically, um, to appreciate a greater beauty as well. I would like to share with you now just some thoughts on uh, the whole beauty dimension and the great work of so many hands and the giftedness on genius that went into so much of the architecture the paintings, the designs of the various like basilicas and churches um, in Rome and just a, a testament really to, you know, God's imprint in each of us, how uh, these people were so gifted in, in what they did um, that it kind of makes you reflect the more that you look at any great structures or, or paintings. And I think uh, many people have... Um, you know, an inclination towards different things that really inspire them. But there definitely is something about uh, many of the structures in in Rome and just the paintings and the architectural designs that are standing the test of time, which is really incredible. That really draws um, your focus upwards. You have this sense of wonder and awe and gratitude for uh, what other people contributed and what they gave of themselves um, to all these things that are are standing centuries later. And then also it it makes us reflect on uh, just that the mind and imagination of God, the intelligence of God and his own creativity that we ourselves are even capable of this and, um, you know, goes back to that truth that each of us is created in the image of likeness of God and that he's been so generous uh, to share this with us, this capability, um, which comes from the gift of his hand as well. So there's really a lot uh, to explore and and um, I by no means uh, can really explore all of it, but can only just skim the surface um, of what I've seen and just um, looking up some details as well afterwards. But maybe like just to begin a little bit with um, St. Peter's Basilica and uh, St. Peter's Basilica in Rome is uh, one of the, the largest in the world. And of course, uh, named after the Apostle Peter. And as you're walking in there, you will see two towering statues on either side, one to the left and one to the right. One which is of St. Peter and one of St. Paul. And uh, St. Peter is always depicted as carrying uh, the keys to the kingdom of heaven that Jesus gave him. Um, When Jesus said to him, you are my rock and on this rock I will build this church. Um, And you really can get that feeling, uh, you know, when you when you go there and you see 
the the place where Peter died. And uh, just, I suppose, even thinking of the many early Christian martyrs who died in Rome and by their faith, uh, we're still going today as well. Um, Just the power of that faith and the testimony to faith as well is very enriching and uh, just very inspiring as well. Um, But when you go into St. Peter's Basilica, there is a downstairs uh, crypt with the tomb of St. Peter where they uh, discovered um, centuries later, uh, after excavating, where they believed the the bones of St. Peter were uh, due to unusual vestments that also were left there and which they dated as far back as was possible. And an interesting note is that in this tomb, about 90 other popes are also buried there, um, with other popes being buried in other parts of Rome or in the other basilicas. And of course, um, Pope St. John Paul II, his tomb is actually up on the top floor of St. Peter's Basilica. So when you go into the basilica itself, it's possible to go over and venerate uh, the tomb of Pope St. John Paul II. So it's above ground, but St. Peter and many of the others are beneath. And um, it's a very surreal experience, really, when you're there, because um, you're thinking back to St. Peter in the first century, you know, having been so blessed, being one of the apostles who Christ called to be head of the church um, as um, a source of unity and strength for the church. And uh, it's just amazing, really, and the testimony of Peter's own fate in the end, in spite of his own trials and his, his weaknesses as well, and, and being quite a fiery temperament. But yes, uh, just being there is is really amazing. And um, when you come up so to the top part of St. Peter's Basilica, after you come up from the tomb, um, there's a lovely structure that was designed by Bernini. And Bernini made this structure like it, like a canopy, maybe would be the right word. It's made of dark wood, round twisted wood. Just behind that, you have the kind of well-known stained glass window to the Holy Spirit, which, uh, you know, really looks ablaze when you're there because it's, I think, uh, one of the only stained glass windows in the Basilica. So uh, your attention is really drawn towards it and the Holy Spirit and just that sense of the Holy Spirit being the animator and and mover of the church um, within each of us and uh, keeping the church alive, you know, and it's, um, so it's a very striking image. And then you have four corners, um, which again, I think was designed by Bernini, where there's four statues, one of St. Andrew, and above him, up very high on a balcony, which is unreachable for us, is a relic of St. Andrew, um, which is incredible when we think that he was one of the apostles. And it was actually St. Andrew who called Peter, St. Peter, to, to Jesus, telling him about Jesus. And then true Andrew, St. Peter, got to um, come to Jesus. And then on another corner, there's a statue of St. Veronica holding the veil that she used to wipe the face of Jesus. And just above her as well on a balcony, there's a relic of the true veil that she used to wipe the, the face of Jesus. 
And then on another corner, um, which I think also is actually a very touching one, there's uh, the soldier who pierced the side of Christ and he's holding a spear. And also amazingly, they say that above him on that balcony is a relic of the spear that he used to pierce the side of Christ, which um, flowed out with blood and water. Also, afterwards, that soldier, uh, he himself converted after that whole experience as well. So, yeah, it's just it's very inspiring. And also on the, the last side, there's a relic of the true cross. So Christ holding the cross and a relic of the true cross of Christ um, just above that, which again is amazing just to fathom that they're there. And sometimes in the moment, because you are somewhere and somewhere like uh, St. Peter's Basilica, there's just such um, a colossal amount of things to take in um, that sometimes it doesn't always uh, strike you in the moment. Um, so I felt it was afterwards that it struck me even after I came home and just to reflect and look back on uh, some of the photos as well. Um, just the great antiquity and history, but then the living faith um, that's present. And uh, it's such a gift really to have this um, as well. And of course, the Dome of St. Peter's is famous. It's the, the highest point in Rome. It took so, so many years to design. And eventually it was, I suppose, the last final touches, um, well, before he had died, was given to Michelangelo, who took over from other architects. And he was about 70 years of age at this point um, when the great Michelangelo took over the designs for the dome, um, which was definitely no easy task considering the weight of the structure, how to uphold it and how to build it in with the rest of the design of St. Peter's um, is just um, incredible. The ingenuity that must have gone into the whole design as well. And just many of the architects who were involved all over the space of about 120 years, give or take, um, and throughout the, the duration of about 20 popes for the whole of, of the Vatican structure as we now know it. And um, as you'll know, there's uh, the apostles are depicted outside of St. Peter's Basilica, just up kind of on the, the rooftop as such. And you'll see 11 apostles there with Christ uh, carrying the cross, Christ the Redeemer. And St. Peter himself is depicted on the square um, but some also say the reason that there's 11 on the top with Christ is because whoever is Pope is then acting as um, Peter. So it's also um, just an interesting feature. And then just to share with you as well, one of the other things we got to see were the um, Vatican museums, um, but also the Sistine Chapel, which contains incredible history. Again, much of it um, attributed to the great Michelangelo and his giftedness at art, even though he himself had seen himself as a sculptor. Um, that was his passion and he was very reluctant to be commissioned to paint the frescoes of the Sistine Chapel and apparently took quite a bit of persuasion. Um, but when he did, he really just devoted the rest of his life to that work. He's, of course, very famous for the sculpting of the Pieta, our lady holding this, her, the body of her son Jesus in her lap, which is a very moving piece. And you can see it there in St. Peter's Basilica. 
um, which they say he sculpted between the years 1498 to 1499. And he himself was only 24 years old um, at the time, which is also amazing. But um, just to share with you just a bit on the frescoes of the Sistine Chapel, um, which they say Michelangelo uh, completed between the years of 1508 to 1512. So it took him four years. And then many, many years after that, he depicted the famous scene of the Last Judgment, which was in 1541. And uh, that again took somewhere in around four to five years to complete, um, which is amazing when you just think of the sheer effort and energy it must have taken to do that, the concentration. Um, When you're in the Sistine Chapel, you can't take any photos. But I think um, in some ways that's that's also special because it reminds you of the the sacredness and the reverence that is due to that space because it is a chapel. And, uh, you know, you you're kind of called to fill your mind's eye with the images um, and and just to take note of the detail, um, the many vivid scenes from scripture. Just, yeah, one man's depiction of uh, all these scriptural scenes as comes from his mind's eye, you know, and you're seeing it through his lens um, as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating, really, when you think of just the, the level of creativity of these great artists and, you know, that really, I suppose, devoted their life um, to that then because that was what they were commissioned to do. Um, but another feature I'd like to share with you are the uh, many columns that are coming out from the sides of uh, St. Peter's Basilica outside um, at the square. Um, you have a big long arc or arch coming out to the left and one coming to the right, but they don't fully meet at the end. There is a gap there. That, in a way, is a way of like the church opening itself out to the world and also welcoming those who want to come in, welcoming them in as well. Um, so it's nice sometimes when you get these extra little notes on uh, the, the architecture and what it means. And a similar thing was explained to us in another church containing the tomb of St. Catherine of Siena. And um, it had very, very high ceilings which were kind of hollowed in the centre with marvellous paintings on them and beautiful colour and uh, some of them depicting the life of St. Catherine of Siena. Um, But I remember the priest there explained to us that it was built in uh, the Baroque style and he said, you have a feeling with the Baroque style of architecture, um, what it's trying to evoke is that heaven is embracing you. And, um, you know, it was lovely because when he mentioned that, and as you look at the buttresses and, and the pillars and the walls, the way they're coming up and the way they curve. And uh, as you look up, you know, you have this feeling like the ceiling is never ending. <laughs> it just seems to go so high, um, an effect of the architecture or the the artwork. You could really see what he meant, that uh, you have that feeling of heaven is embracing you. And it just adds a whole new dimension So just to finish off then, um, I think there is a lot more that could be shared naturally, but I may just finish on that point, just the the great blessing of when faith and beauty and history all come together and are, are often so intertwined 
and how we can use so many ways to share and express our faith as well. And as we reflect like on people who contributed in such a way um, with these great gifts and capacity for creativity, you know, it makes us reflect as well, um, you know, that what a gift it is and what a great leg- legacy it is when you can uh, leave behind you something beautiful that points not towards yourself, but towards God and towards heaven, which you are made for. And when you can share that with others, it doesn't always have to be physically through what you create, but also spiritually and what we give to others with our time or in many different ways as well. So. I thank you again for tuning in and I do hope you enjoyed the program. God bless you.